Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. We're going to repeal it and replace it. And and it'll be great health care for much less money. We can have the benefits that were promised to them without any change whatsoever. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, keep digging the hole deeper, burying that deficit more, that's much harder to keep that kind of a commitment. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Uh, Susan Tom from Kansas City, Missouri. Marsha from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network, 137 affiliates strong, coast to coast, thanks to all of you in our listening audience. I'm your host, Carrie Hall, my producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. We are coming to you live today from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is another one in our series of shows about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, the very special care Uh, that they deliver to patients here and how they do it and what they do. And I am very fortunate to have joining me today uh, Dr. Brad Mons and Dr. Peter Bake. Dr. Bake's going to be on a little bit later. Dr. Mons is in studio with me now. So welcome, Dr. Mons. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, great great to have you. Dr. Brad Mons is an otolaryngologist. Did I get that right? Otolaryngologist. Okay, see, I still screwed (laughs) it up, but I tried. I practiced before. Uh, He is a graduate of uh, Oklahoma State University, and he also uh, trained at the Regional Medical Medical Center in Lansing, Michigan, Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine, and the Department of Surgery at University of Wisconsin-Madison, Wisconsin, uh, did his fellowship training there. Um, Dr. Mons is board certified, and I'm not going to try and do it again, okay, <laughs> otolaryngologist. Yep. Okay, I got it pretty close, pretty close. Um, we are very fortunate to have him with us today, and then again, uh, Dr. Bake, who's been on this broadcast before, will also be joining us a little later in the broadcast. So, Doctor, f- first of all, why don't we tell the audience what it is you do, because um, I'm sure they've probably heard that specialty before. Sure. I, I trained in residency in ear, ear, nose, and throat, ENT, otolaryngology in Philadelphia. Uh, while I was training there, I start, worked with one of my physicians who did cancer surgery and uh, found out that I liked doing the surgeries in the neck, the bigger cancer cases, and um, it just was a passion of mine that I developed. And so I went and did a fellowship at University of Wisconsin in Madison where I specialized in cancer surgeries of the head and neck. Um, I don't go into the brain. I just focus anything below the brain and above the collarbone. And I uh, did that for one year, learned how to reconstruct the defects that we make doing microvascular surgery. And then started looking for a job and found out that cancer treatment centers was hiring and was in need of somebody like me. And so I've been here for over four years and I treat patients with any cancers of the the throat, tongue, voice box, um, salivary glands, lymph nodes in the neck, um, and then reconstruct them if I need to, depending on how big the the defect is or the hole that I cut out from the cancer. Um, It's sad at times, but it's also rewarding, and um, it's nice to be able to help patients that other surgeons don't feel comfortable helping or can't yeah, this is a real specialty. It's like a subspecialty almost because it is so um, focused on those areas you just talked about. Um, I, I would imagine, you know, you, you, you all have a, a saying that I've always, and I was talking with Heather Gowan earlier today. We were meeting and talking about the broadcast, and I said one of the things I really like to see 
uh, th that I see mentioned time and time again is it's not the one thing we do, it's the only thing we do. Correct. Well, I mean, if, if that doesn't come into focus with this particular specialty, I don't know what does. Yeah, there's a lot of ENT doctors out there that do tonsils and sinuses and they're great at it, but when it comes to cancer surgery, um, there's only 3% of the cancers of the whole body are head and neck related. And so it's kind of a subspecialized area when it comes to cancer care. And so even though I see it every day, I have to keep reminding myself that it's a minority of the cancers that exist out there. And so I have a, a lot of colleagues that refer to me because they don't see a lot of it themselves in their clinic. And so they want to refer it to somebody who sees it on a more regular basis. Yeah, I, you know, I guess it's the old adage. If you do um, you know, five of them a year versus doing 500 of them a year is a little bit different. Um, your skill level and, and the, the opportunity to you know, understand you know, what, the complications and issues that arise from that, that kind of a surgery. My father had yeah. cancer of the mouth and, and uh, he had his tongue partially removed. And I remember that, it was a, that this was you know, 30 years ago, but it was a horrible experience. And mm -hmm. it, I'm certain this is not you know, easy for anybody to have to go through. So how does the treatment regimen here work? How do you, how, you know, when, when somebody comes in and they're diagnosed with the issue, how, how does it move forward from there? Sure, the patients come in, they have a schedule that is given to them. And on that schedule, they meet with a surgeon, surgical oncologist, um, which would be me if they have head and neck cancers. They also meet with a radiation oncologist, a doctor that specializes in giving radiation to treat cancers as well as a medical oncologist for the chemotherapy um, approach. Once they re visit all three of those doctors and they come up, we come up with a game plan, we meet uh, at least once a week to do a tumor conference where we all meet um, to go over the patient's CT scan, their labs. Um, we have a speech therapist that evaluates the patient, and we also have nutritionists to see if they've been losing weight and if they can recover well from the surgery. Once we meet in that tumor conference, we come up with a, a plan for that patient and we present that plan to the, um, him or her. And also, which is kind of unique with the cancer treatment centers, we let that patient kind of make their decision on what they want to do. That We empower that patient, explain the risks and benefits of each one of those approaches and let them help in that decision process. Most of the time they go with our recommendation. Um, sometimes they want to tailor it to their lifestyle. If they don't want to be here every day for the radiation, they might choose to do a bigger surgery or if they want to, only want to come in for chemotherapy or some type of medicines for every three weeks or however often the medical oncologist wants to give to them. And so we can kind of tailor it to their desires while at the same time staying within the national guidelines of treating cancer. That's interesting because it, 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 you don't normally hear that kind of flexibility, doctor. Most of the time, you know, when, when, when people have cancer and they go to a hospital and they have, they're, they're treated, they're told this is what it's going to be yeah. and here's how it's going to work. Um, and um, th that, that um, it, it, it's pretty rigid, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it, it sounds to me like you're doing a lot more uh, to make it flexible and give them the opportunity to uh, 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 make some decisions on their own it that is. maybe fit their lifestyle. Yeah, and it, it gives the patient a little bit of control over that lifestyle. When they have that cancer diagnosis, a lot of them lose that control or feel like they lose the control, and it really gets them depressed, a lot of anxiety with it, and so we like to give them a little bit of control. Um, there's other cancer hospitals that give these patients 
ultimatums either do it this way or go find somebody else and it doesn't give them any options and if you look at the national guidelines there are options when it comes to cancer treatments yeah you know and it, it, it the, the team approach one of the things i've always liked you know as we've done these shows over the last several years is that team approach uh, where you're not going from this doctor to this doctor to this doctor take your records here go here do that mm-hmm. it's all kind of a whole body approach which is very very different than what we see in most conventional hospitals it is everything's under one roof we have surgeries here we keep the patient here afterwards we have hospital beds um, the nutritionist the GI doctors for uh, feeding tubes if they need them everything is down is right here in the one building and so if I have questions I can walk down the hallway and speak with one of the physicians about what's going on if they're getting radiation I can walk down the hallway and see make sure they're getting the right amount of radiation and it's in the right area um, so it's really nice and convenient for me as a physician as well as for the patient not having to get in their car or, and travel around town yeah, or, or, or go from one town to another town, depending Correct. on where they are. Or they may not even have access to this kind of treatment, especially if they're in a rural community or someplace where this level of care simply isn't offered. So, you know, one of the nice things is that, you know, people come here from all over the country, um, some of them from out of the country to get yeah. treatment because of the specialty. So a little bit question, how much have you seen this treatment that you do in your field change since you first came here, improvement-wise? Yeah. Uh, two big um improvements or changes that have been going on. I've been in practice for a little over four years here at Cancer Treatment Centers. Um, So I started to see this in residency and fellowship. Uh, One of them is the uh, robotic surgery. Uh, We use a robot to work through the mouth. We call it transoral robotic surgery or TORS for short. Um, There are two robots right now that are on the market for uh, use in that. We have both of them here at Cancer Treatment Centers. You have both of them here. We do. Um, And we, we can use them um, as as uh, FDA approved on that uh, we also so we're, we are the only comprehensive robotic program in this area of the country a lot of hospitals might have one or the other but we have both of them here so we can use them as needed um, the other big breakthrough that we are seeing in head and neck cancer is the rise of HPV or human papilloma papillomavirus right um, for tonsil and base of tongue cancers and a lot of research is being done in that to see if we can, how aggressive we can be or how less aggressive we can be and still get the same treatment outcomes. And so those are the two big. I, I, I wasn't even aware that the HPV was even that significant of an issue when it comes to these cancers. So that's a little, that, that, that's a little surprising and a little disturbing, obviously. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue this conversation. Dr. Bake will join us as well. And we're going to talk more about these treatments. Why is robotic surgery better than doing it the other way, the old way, if you will? We'll come back after the break. We'll talk about that. If you want information on Cancer Treatment Centers of America, anywhere in the country you may be, the website is cancercenter.com cancercenter.com if you want information go to the website you can even do a chat up there they'll be happy to chat with you about your situation if you know someone or a family member or you have an issue cancercenter.com is the website stay tuned we'll be right back after the break broadcasting live here at cancer treatment centers of america in tulsa oklahoma Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question or need help with something, send me an email. I'll be happy to get back to you. I get a couple of hundred a day, as I always tell you. I don't answer each one the same day. 
but I do answer each and every one of them. So again, that website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. We are live from Cancer Treatment Centers in America of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Joining me in studio, uh, Dr. Peter Bake and Dr. Brad Mons. Dr. Bake just walked in. Glad to have you. Just walked out of surgery, actually, didn't you? Yes, thank you. Yeah, so we're, we're fortunate when we get these doctors on, you're fortunate to be able to listen to these doctors talk about what they do because it's not an everyday occurrence. The website, if you want help, you're interested, you want to learn more about cancers, about cancer center, uh, cancer treatment centers of America, uh, the website is cancercenter.com, cancer, cancercenter.com. The phone number, if you want to call and just chat with somebody, is 1-800-333-CTCA or 1-800-333-2822. You can call and have a conversation if you want some information. If you, you know, maybe you've got an issue or you're, 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 you've been diagnosed or you're not happy with the treatment you're getting, you, you just heard Dr. Mons talk about how they do a different the way they do it here is, is very different they're flexible uh, the, the patient has a lot of input into the into the treatment program and what they do and it's just done completely differently as i said earlier you know the, the the line that i like the best is you know it's not one thing they do it's the only thing they do and they do it really well so the website again cancercenter.com so, Dr. Bakewick, welcome back. Thank you. Glad, glad to have you back. Um, Dr. Moss, let's go back to this robotic surgery thing for just a minute because, um, you know, Do- Dr. Bakes talked about this before, um, not in your discipline, but in the discipline um, that, that he is in. And some of the advantages of this, um, you know, the recovery times, the infection issues, kind of go through some of those things. And you, you, again, you said this is the only hospital in this region that has two of these devices capable of doing these very complicated kinds of surgeries. So talk a little bit about that. Great. Um, working in the mouth and the back of the throat, we call it the pharynx, is a very tight area to get to where the tonsils are in the base of the tongue. It's a very difficult access to get to it. Um, back in the 60s, uh, if a patient had cancer back there, um, the surgeon would have to cut the lower jaw in half, cut through the bone, split the tongue in half, and get access to the tonsil and the pharynx and the back of the throat. That's quite a picture, you know. It is. Listening on it, just hearing that out there. Things have improved. Yeah, quite considerably. And so when radiation was um, started being tre- used to treat cancers, then that really um, decreased the morbidity or the side effects from surgery because patients didn't have to get their jaw cut in half. They would just do the radiation for six weeks or so, and that would decrease the risk of infection, of the cosmetic appearance of patients. Well, a few years ago, um, they developed a robot uh, to work through the mouth. Uh, it's called... Uh, is this a Da Vinci uh, robot? Da Vinci was the first one that came out into the market. And these, there's a long camera that goes into the mouth, and there's two instruments that goes one on each side of it. And you, the, the surgeon sits at the console, and whatever his hands do, the robot's hands do. And the, the robot's hands are smaller and closer together so they can actually fit in the back of the throat and remove the tonsils or the back of the tongue um, and without having to split the jaw in half. And so their patient's hospital stay was shortened, their pain was improved, and they returned to a normal lifestyle quicker than compared to having this big radical surgery. 
Yeah, the, 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 the surgery you described earlier, is yep. that, that's pretty radical. It is. Um, and, and obviously, I, I assume the recovery time was significant in that, in that issue. Considerably. Well, what about the infection issue? Because it, you know, when you're talking about the mouth and the throat and all those places, that's not yep. the easiest place uh, to control infection and other issues. How, using the robot now, how does that change that dynamic in terms of, of reducing that risk? Um, the human saliva is one of the dirtiest mouths out there in the animal kingdom and so if we can reduce the chance of that saliva getting into the neck by not having to cut the jaw in half um, the the morbidity the the infection rate is almost zero i mean it's extremely rare to have an infection after a robotic surgery in the mouth so that that is that that is a a a huge improvement obviously if the infection rate is is almost a zero Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit back to this topic that you mentioned earlier um uh, the hpv virus this this was first time i've heard this was today listening to you talking this how does that people that are carrying that issue are at risk for this now? Is that is that the case? Yeah. H- I'm watching Dr. Begg shake his head yes. HPV is the most common sexually transmitted disease right. out there. And um, I thought that's where it was, I thought it was, yep. that was the corridor it was in, was a commonly transmitted sexual disease. Correct. So women getting cervical cancer, those kinds of issues. But now we're talking about something completely different. Yeah, with the sexual revolution that happened back in the 70s and going into the 80s with the sexual education that we used, um, people started doing other actions besides regular sex and then right. that has led to the transmission of the virus into the mouth um, getting um, oral sex and getting into the back of the tonsil and the back of the tongue where that virus can live it's the same type of tissue in the back of the throat as it is um, believe it or not as in the genital area right so that virus thrives in there um, and many people carry that virus not all of them convert into cancers and so those patients that do carry it need to be checked on a regular basis. Their physicians look back in their tonsils, fill their neck, and if they start having a, a neck mass or one tonsil is getting bigger than the other, start coughing up blood, they should get this checked and biopsied. So if, if they're having that symptom, um, th- they need to go to a doctor and, and, and find out if you know they've got an issue here or the yep. beginning of an issue here. Yep. Um, luckily, there's a lot of research <laughs> being done on this. The treatment seems to be better for people who have these types of cancers from the HPV compared to the ones who only smoke and drink from those cancers. And so there are there's studies being done to see if we can decrease the amount of radiation that these patients get or decrease the amount of chemotherapy that they get because they, these cancers from the HPV tend to respond a little bit better um, compared to those that aren't related to those. And research will show that in the near future. So back to the smoking and drinking thing, if they've got the issue and they smoke and drink, it's a greater risk? It, it is a greater risk for sure. Okay. But, but the, there are patients out there who don't smoke and drink right who have hpv and they can still get cancer and those cancers that are just related to hpv tend to be have a better prognosis than those that are strictly smoking and drinking that aren't hpv but if you have all three of them together then it's even worse and i'm going to assume uh that the sooner you get this treated the better the chances are for success always catching it earlier stage one stage two the earlier the better so that makes a lot of sense. 
Well, there's a revelation, ladies and gentlemen. If you want information, uh, if you have an issue, if, if someone in your family's got a cancer, a friend, a relative, whatever the case may be, the website is cancercenter.com, cancercenter.com. The phone number, if you just want to talk to somebody about an issue like the one we just heard about, 1-800-333-CTCA or 1-800-333-2822. We'll be right back after the break. We're going to ask Dr. Bake to talk about um, his specialty and some of the things that he does, and we will do that. We'll We'll get into that interview and that portion of interview after the break. Once again, the website for CancerCenter.com is CancerCenter.com, CancerCenter.com. The phone number 1-800-333-CTCA. If you want to chat with someone or you have an issue, they'll be happy to help you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Cancer Centers of America, broadcasting live on the HIA radio network. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue our conversations with Dr. Mons and Dr. Bake. We are live from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, the website is cancercenter.com, cancercenter.com. That's the website if you want information. There's a ton of information up there. The doctor's profiles are up there. There's lots of information up there. If you have a specific issue, you can even start a chat up there. There's a chat room up there where they'll be happy to talk with you. We've had patients and survivors on here who actually started that the process and wound up here at the hospital by starting that chat. So if you want to go up there and talk to somebody about a specific issue, you can do that. You can also call. There are people standing by that will take your calls. 1-800-333-CTCA. 1-800-333-CTCA. Any place in the country, um, they are happy to talk with you. Uh, and, and, and there are other facilities around the country that are happy to help you uh, get into one of those facilities as well um, if you choose to do that. 1-800-333-2822. That is the number. Uh, once again, the website, cancercenter.com. Welcome back, Dr. Bake. Thank you. You're an old hand at this now. So, <coughs> so but when we were on break, <coughs> I want you to talk about your specialty here in a second, but Dr. Mons mentioned that um, you know, in, in, in the last segment, we talked about that you have two robots here. Yes. One of those is the DaVinci, but the other one is the Flex. What's the difference in the two? Yeah, so the Flex robotic <coughs> uh, robot is the uh, made by a uh, metal robotics company. It's a... Um, robot that actually the camera flexes so you can actually get into narrow very confined spaces like the throat those the throat okay and they just had um, their um, transanal um, approach FDA approved and so we will be starting to do that soon as well on top of the throat that's um, you know that's really quite remarkable when when Dr. Mons described what the surgery was before <clears throat> you had the robot um, versus what it is now. What a radical procedure! Um, you know, and to have your jaw, you know, opened. You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 your whole body the, the, from your, your in your head and your back and your neck and all the rest of it. Um, th- this is an amazing improvement as to where we are today. Yes. So talk a little bit about, you know, not, and I know this from doing previous broadcasts, but talk a little bit about what it takes to be able to, uh, Dr. Bonds talked about, you're sitting uh, at a console doing this. 
Um, how much training did you have to go through, both of you, to, to be able to be qualified to do this? You've talked about this before, but I want you to talk about it again because it is a very specialized field that is offered here at, at CTCA in Tulsa. <coughs> Doctor? And so, um, of course, the most important thing is that we know how to do the surgeries and other approaches like um, uh, thoracoscopy or VATS. Um, or open procedures. That's the most important thing, that we know how to do those procedures. And so I've done nine years of training, not just the robot, but for those procedures. Then um, do didactics, I'm going to um, um, uh, reviewing the literature, reviewing um, their, and they have actually a course that you learn about the robot, you do simulations, then you actually go to the, uh, get training, hands-on training, you know, models, and then Actually, you get animal model training. And then on, uh, once you start doing the procedures, you have proctors who will proctor you uh, to make sure that you're using the um, instruments correctly. That, and so it's w the training itself is, of course, in, um, anything that we do as doctors and surgeons um, is that we're always learning new things. Um, but it's the experience that you have how to deal with not just knowing when to use a robot but when not to use a robot that's the most important thing and also to how to deal with if something were to happen if there's a major bleeding how you're going to deal with it so and if something goes wrong when you're in the middle of the surgery mm -hmm. which i'm certain probably can happen right dr mons correct yeah if, if <coughs> a patient's had radiation in the past or previous surgeries they're at higher risk for those complications so and so that that's something you'll be able to, so how long from start to finish was that process before you were able to, if you will, fly solo? In other words, do it on your own. No proctor, no, no nothing. I mean, the time-wise, it could probably take three to six months of um, training. Um, but until you feel comfortable doing something is actually about 50 cases. That, on the robot that, that that's quite a that that's that's quite a process dr Moss. Yeah. You, you went through the same thing I'm yeah assuming. i just i just performed <coughs> my 10th robotic surgery here at cancer treatment centers and i've had dr bake proctoring me i've had physicians from the east coast that are have had more training than i have had come in and proctor me as well and so i've, I've done my 10th case and so i'm just now barely getting to that that level where i'm feeling comfortable with it it's obviously very complicated um, and, and, and takes a certain skill set to be able to do all this, but the difference for the patients is is huge um, from the recovery times to, as Dr. Mons mentioned, um, you know, the infection issue is almost zero now. That certainly wasn't the case before. Um, and, and the fact that you've got both of these machines here um, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So talk a little bit about your specialty, doctor. We've talked about it before, but talk a little bit about that. In fact, you just came out of a surgery before you walked in here in the studio to do this show today. So let's talk a little bit about that. And so um, I'm a thoracic surgeon, general um, thoracic surgeon, meaning I do surgeries in the chest, except the heart. I don't um, do the heart um, surgeries, but... Um, I try to use the robot as much as possible because the incisions are smaller and yet I could do the same procedure as open procedures in most cases. And using the robot, the, and you guys talked about is lower infection rate, faster recovery. In addition to that, the camera is magnified 10 times. So I can do delicate dissections using the robot. I can see things that are 
very difficult to see if you're doing that. Um, I could move the lung um, one way or the other, look over, and I could find things um, that you may not be able to see um, in other approaches. And so that has been really a game changer. So, so Dr. Mons, how much of a difference does that make from the standpoint of you, you obviously greater precision, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at a tumor and you're trying to make sure you got all of it, both of you, I'm assuming, this, this, this approach with this robot improves that significantly? Is it does. That- it does. <coughs> you know, when I used to go through the neck to get access to the back of the throat, I'd almost be kind of a, I don't want to say random, but when I would make that transition from the neck into the throat, I'd just kind of have to guess where the tumor is and try to get enough normal tissue between that. With the robot, I'm able to go in, into the mouth and use that camera that's magnified and see that tumor and actually measure a distance around it and go through that, get a cuff of that normal tissue, we call it the margin. We want a normal margin of right. tissue around that. And so the robot and the magnification of the camera has been really beneficial. So that I, I assume that also has a lot to do, doctor, at the end of the day with improved outcomes uh, for people because if you're going in one time and you're able to do the things you were just talking about, moving along around, seeing around something, seeing under something, that it's going to be significantly different. Mm-hmm. And so most important thing is that it, you know, it's a prognostic, um, giving you know better prognosis or being able to uh, figure out, hey, what is going on with this patient? Um, I have more than... Uh, one occasion, several, several patients, um, where I didn't expect to find a disease, foci of disease that's really small that with naked eye you you won't be able to see, and yet just pick you know I see it, take a wedge for example or uh, taking a uh, portion of it, it comes out to be something surprising. And you don't even see that on the CT scan or yep. the PET scan or the MRIs beforehand. So you might just see one nodule and you go in with the camera. Um, and since it's magnified, you can actually see multiple nodules in there, which changes the treatment plans. Mm-hmm. So literally, while you're in the process of doing it, you're altering what you're doing because you just came across another nodule, another issue, another piece of tumor, whatever the case may yes. be. But you're able to act on it right there. Yes. That's an, that's an amazing improvement. And. The, the transanal, meaning going through the anus and doing um, surgeries in the rectum, um, before that was done um, using endoscopy. And those right. tools are very primitive. Uh-huh. And you don't have the, the freedom of movement. But now, with this new robot, we'll be able to actually go and do procedures without actually having to go through the abdomen, like going through the... Right. So, so you said you said something interesting when you mentioned that earlier it was FDA approved. So, th- these have to be approved by the FDA before they can be done. Yes, that's interesting. Uh, it, you 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 hear the FDA approving medications and drugs, but you don't realize that, that it goes this far down in the process. So, it is significantly different. We're going to come back after the break. We'll continue our conversation with both uh, Dr. Mons and Dr. Bake. We're live at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The website cancercenter.com cancercenter.com the phone number 1-800-333-2822 1-800-333-2822 if you want to talk to someone you want help um, you can call that number they're happy to chat with you uh, and give you as much information as they can stay tuned we'll be right back after the break you're listening to america's Healthcare advocate broadcasting on the hi radio network coast to coast across the usa stay tuned we'll be right back the doctors are still in the house
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got questions, you can send me an email. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. We are live from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and joining me in studio, uh, Dr. Brad Mons. Uh, if you want information on anything the doctors have talked about, um, you heard Dr. Bake earlier talking about the robots. They've got two of the robots here, the Flex robot and the DaVinci robot, uh, the only hospital in this uh, part of the country that actually has both of them. Um, if you want help with anything, you want to understand a, a, the treatment procedure, could, they, could it be effective for you? Can they help you? Uh, the website is cancercenter.com, cancercenter.com. The phone number 1-800-333-CTCA, 1-800-333-CTCA or one 800 333 2822. Um, you can give them a call. They'll be happy to chat with you and give you information that may be very helpful to you. So uh, feel free to give them a call. They've got lots of folks that are be that are happy to chat with you, Doctor. Let's talk a little bit about you know this is a this is very difficult for people. You know, my father passed away from cancer. Um, you know, it, it, we've had it in our family. Um, when it hits, it's like getting hit by a truck. Um, your whole life changes in, in, in very quickly, um, and your priorities change, obviously, at that point. But, you know, so talk about some of the, you know, some of the success stories, some of the people that have been able to come here that you've dealt with um, and, and, you know, have, have come out of this treatment and been able to put their lives back on track again. Totally. Any patient that has cancer is very devastating to have that diagnosis. Um, no matter what it is, whether it's skin cancer, throat, colon, breast, they all have different treatment options. They all have different prognosis. They all have different risk factors, um, and they're all treated very differently. And then that's why finding a cure for cancer is so difficult. But the good option is the good thing about it. There, there are options. There are ways to treat these cancers. Um, with tonsil cancer and that I mentioned earlier about the HPV, the human papillomavirus, right. causing tonsil cancer. If we can catch it early and we can do a surgery to remove it, their morbidity or their quality of life is so much better. Less dry mouth from the radiation, less taste changes, less scarring of the neck because of the radiation, less burning of the neck. Um, I just had a patient recently um, who is, is in his 40s. He had a tonsil cancer that we diagnosed early. He came in, he underwent a transval robotic surgery with a flexible robot. And he's doing quite remarkable well. Every patient's different, so there's no guarantees on treatment options and or treatment outcomes. And we all always have to take the patient as a unique individual. But this patient, who's in his 40s, has done very well. He's avoided the radiation burns and the side effects from the radiation that he would be living with the rest of his life. And so, if we can do surgery on this type of tonsil cancer and avoid the radiation they tend to do a little bit better on their, their quality of life. It sounds like they do a lot better. You're being, I think you're being modest when you say a little bit better. Um, you, you know, not having to deal with um, the after effects of the radiation, which is essentially burning something through, through radiation. Um, and and that, that is a recent breakthrough using, was that the Flex Robot or the Da Vinci? It was the Flex that Robot. That was the Flex Robot. And that was, that's, a, that's a breakthrough in this type of surgery, being able to use that Flex robot and that is a permanent 
change for him versus what he would have had to go through if that wasn't available in terms of what he's going to live with for the rest of his life. Exactly. Yeah. So once the surgery was over, how was, was, was there any other treatment after that? Or is he simply back now being checked with PET scans and right. to make sure that the, the cancer is gone? Yeah, I like to see my patients <coughs> on a regular basis every one to two months for the first year, and then we start spacing it after that. Recurrences <coughs> of cancer usually happen within the first one to two years, and so I see them more often, those at the at that time and then as time goes on they get close to that five-year mark which is kind of the 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 magic number the cancer-free mark yeah um then we space start spacing out those follow-ups more and more further apart you know you you said that you know the, the cure for cancer people think of as a monolithic thing it's not a monolithic not. thing i mean dr bake talked about uh, colon cancer and, and he treats lung cancer you're treating throat and and neck and and mouth and and tonsils so from where you started to where we are today where do you see this going i mean the improvements to me and i've been doing this for you know this radio show for 13 years and when i first started doing shows about people with cancer it was nothing like what we're talking about today yeah i like that i like that saying that an ounce of prevention is more a than a cure yeah and so if we can prevent these cancers through vaccines with the hpv um there's a really good education on avoiding smoking and the dangers of it um putting sunscreen on for skin cancers help prevent that and so if we can prevent cancers it's so much better than having to treat these cancers in the in the future but with with science and the technology and the research that's going into cancer research we will eventually start finding more and more uh, treatment opportunities and hopefully cures in the future but right now it's really just preventing these types of cancers that's we're focusing on but the survivor numbers have gone up dramatically have they not i mean breast cancer now what's the survivor number 85 90 percent if it, yep. it, it's remarkable how it's changing but and and i'm sitting here listening to you today talking about this second robot i've known about the da vinci for some time with this flex robot and what can be done with it and a brand new surgery approved with the fda so you're kind of on the cutting edge of these things here the way it sounds to me we are and there's new drugs on the market that there's uh, one called immunotherapy where these drugs that patients take that help increase their immune system and uh, to actually recognize the cancer and fight cancer and we're using that here at cancer treatment centers as well and it's specific for that particular issue yeah cer certain tumor types respond to these the squamous cell which is the most common head right. cancers there's two drugs out there that increase the immune system for that and they're developing ones for breast and colon and so so you see a, an improving picture as we go down the road definitely a, a greatly improving picture yeah, yeah. yeah more and more treatment options and yeah and that i think that's important for people well thank you for coming in today and doing this i greatly appreciate it. i know you're busy um and uh it was great to have you on the air and let our listeners hear uh, about what's going on here at cancer treatment centers of america if you want information ladies and gentlemen and i always when we do these shows i always tell you this it, it's not going to hurt anything to pick up the phone and call these people and find out what 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 can they do to help you um 1-800-333-ctca 1-800-333-2822 or the website cancercenter.com cancercenter.com there's a lot of information up there there's a chat box up there if you don't want to call go up there and start a chat ask some questions and they will be happy to help you and now i leave you with this thought from albert einstein the one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd the one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been 
Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.